Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Alias Secure AF podcast, the podcast about all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Teddy Underkoffler. Today I am joined with Callan Curtis, engineer here at Alias InfoSec. Hi everyone, and thanks for having me, Teddy. You bet, happy to have you. Um, today we are going to talk about a topic that isn't necessarily a in-depth look at a technical exploit, but is still very relevant to the technical industry, which is mental health and cybersecurity. Um, so Callan, if you wouldn't mind, will you just go ahead and tell me why is this kind of an important topic for us to be talking about? Well, there's a few uh, reasons why it's a very important topic. Um, one, uh, as we've, uh, as an industry, have seen uh, declines. Uh, there's, if you look online, there's tons of job openings. Um, you all, you hear uh, in the like the background of things like people talking about like the sheer amount of stress for the job that is cybersecurity. Um, it's just, and for like just the sa- the health and safety of people, mental health is a huge thing. Uh, most people we talk about physical safety, you know making sure no physical harm comes to people, but mental harm can be just as dangerous, if not more, um, because mental harm is invisible. You don't see it. You, uh, you don't see it coming. It sometimes it just creeps up on you and just appears suddenly. Sometimes it's a slow burn, but it's a very, very important topic. Yeah. And especially, I mean, cybersecurity, like you said, is a very stressful industry. You constantly have to make sure that whatever company you're working for, or if you're a consulting agency, that you're doing the best you can, because people's businesses are on the line, right? Correct. Ransomware can completely take down and destroy an entire business. Yes. It's one of the few industries where, unlike a lot of things, not to say that other jobs aren't stressful, they are, but it's one of the few that you have an opposing force against you. There are people that are here to try to steal from you, try to destroy your work, et cetera, depending on no matter what industry you're being, a, you're a cybersecurity professional of. So you all, you have that in your back of your mind. People are targeting you and it just mm-hmm. adds more stress to the, to all the other uh, layers. And those people who are targeting you, right? They are constantly attempting to stay one step ahead of you. Correct. It's, what is it? They always say a game of cat and mouse, right? Pretty much. Yes. Um, so it's something where you can never rest because if you take too much time off, then the people who are ready and trying to attack your business will have discovered something new and grand and new ways that they can infiltrate your business. Absolutely. And you're just you're trying to keep up with it every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And you're, always, you're always, almost always playing from behind. Yeah. And then I imagine, too, when you look at you know the perspectives of, say, somebody who has to respond to an incident. Right. If something does happen, they're on the clock until it's fixed. Absolutely. So however long that might take, that engineer has to be ready and working and doing what they can to prevent the business from collapsing, recovering things. Um, So not only is it just like the day to day engineer jobs, which we have a lot of engineers who will do 24 seven monitoring as well. So there's full day and night shifts. Um, there's the response team. There's just the stress of constantly knowing that your business can be targeted while having to probably deal with, and maybe not all cases, but most, um, decreasing budgets or (laughs) very much so, (laughs) you know, less than, um, top of the line technology that you have to work with. So all of those, I imagine kind of come together and create a 
stressful environment. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you go back to the instant response. Those are easily the longest hours I've ever put in. Instant response situation, I'm working up to 16, even 20-hour days, uh, uh, depending on the situation, uh, especially at the start. The start's the worst part, generally, for terms of that. And it really compounds on itself because the more people get stressed out and eventually leave the um, area, um, it that's less people. So now you're having to play makeup. You're having to add hours onto your schedule to uh, to fill that. So all it does is compound the issue, makes it worse, mm-hmm. and it, does, it just doesn't help. So what are some of the bigger symptoms that you'll see? Because that's one thing you need to be aware of, especially if you have a team of engineers, is combating the stress, making sure that they are in good mental health so that way they can perform their job, be able to leave some of it behind, have some time off, that Correct. sort of stuff. So there's a, there's a one big thing that people may have heard. Uh, it's called burnout. Um, pretty much the uh, APA, uh, the American Phys- Psychological Association, defines it as the physical, emotional, or mental exhaustion accompanied by decreased motivation, lowered performance, and negative tab- attitudes towards oneself and others. Um, they say it results from performing at a high level until stress and tension, especially from extreme and prolonged physical and mental exertion or overburdening workload, just take their toll. Uh, to answer the qu- more to answer the question, um, decreased motivation is a big one, uh, lowered performance and, and the negative attitude. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. even the most the nicest people in the world will eventually crack, for yeah. lack of a better word. That makes sense. So yes, uh, very much. Uh, those are the big things to look for. People that you know, the personality changes pretty much. Uh, some not because not everyone's not energetic. Um, not, some people are more. Um, I don't want to say monotone. That's not the right word, but they're pretty relaxed. They no inflections of their voice. They're just mm-hmm. pretty straightforward. Um, but you notice changes in that. That pattern changes a pattern is the big thing I would immediately look for. If I see change of pattern, that makes me question is something going wrong. It might not be a bad thing, could be a good thing, but um, if it's a, especially towards a negative, like they seem more anxious, they maybe get have a little bit more of a negative attitude at times. Uh, those are things that can be considered um, uh, signals that maybe the stress is getting to them. Yeah. And you mentioned um, one of those signals could be anxiousness. Correct. But I feel like that plays right directly into the idea of increased anxiety in general. Yes. Um, anxiety, uh, anxiety can play into burnout, and uh, but uh, the APA defines anxiety as the emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, even uh, heart, heart rate, uh, so that's something people can physically feel like when they're feeling anxious, when they're feeling anxiety. Um, yes. And that definitely, it, the more anxiety you feel in the job can definitely uh, increase the uh, the rate towards a burnout situation. Yeah. And I imagine, I mean, anxiety can be caused from all different things, but I imagine too, you're constantly going, you're constantly stressed, constantly worrying about stuff. And then there's the whole concept of imposter syndrome, too, Yes, where you're never quite certain if you're right for the role, I guess. Exactly. And and one of the, go back to the very beginning of like why I feel it's important and why I'm even talking about it is, um, one, because I go through all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that if we're not talking about, um, it's never going to get better, um, to, especially with imposter syndrome. Um, APA also more specifically divide, uh, defines it as imposter phenomenon. Uh, they have a completely different thing for imposter syndrome. 
but it's the uh, situation in which uh, highly accomplished, successful individuals uh, paradoxically believe they are frauds who will ultimately fail and be amassed as incompetent. Mm-hmm. I remember every interview I ever go into, I'm always feeling like I'm not ready. What am I doing here? There's no way I'm not good for this. And then I would get the role. And then my first day, I'd be feeling the exact same thing. I'm going to make myself look a fool. And it's just, it's, it's hard. And mm-hmm. a lot of people go through it. Um, it's you're, I'm hearing it more. Like you hear the, the words imposter syndrome more. Um, and that's good. It's a very good thing that's coming through. And people are talking about it because it's not, a lot of people don't, aren't willing to admit it. And it's, when you think negatively about yourself like that over and over and you, you don't push past or you don't look, take a step back and look and say, you know what? Maybe I am right for the job. Maybe there's a reason they chose me. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to put a positive spin on things. It's not always easy. Um, I can know that, Sure, <laughs> but it's definitely something that if we don't talk about it, we don't let people know, Hey, maybe here's, here's something you can do or, here's someone you can talk to or talk to me or et cetera. It's never going to get better. And then we're just going to lose more people. And that's just makes it easier for the, the opposing forces to uh, yeah. hit our businesses that we can protect. Yeah. I mean, you always have to be able to talk about it. Um, and especially since the cybersecurity industry is already highly competitive. Correct. So it's so easy to compare yourself to your peers yes. or anybody else in the same situation or similar situations that you're in. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just got back from DEF CON a couple of weeks ago and uh, meeting some of the people there. And these are people that highly esteemed. These are people that I've heard of, I've known. And you're just like, you're talking to them. It's like, who am I to <laughs> be standing in your presence? Mm-hmm. But you start talking to them and you kind of start to realize that, I kind of know, kind of know this stuff. Like I can, I can un- talk with them. I can hang with them in there at that level and, um, becomes going in there thinking that you don't belong and you start to realize that you kind of do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some ways, um, so we were talking about how you of course have to talk about this and address yes. the signs. So what are some ways that we can actually do that, right? Would we kind of rely on managers to make sure that they take care of their employees? Is it? So there's uh, two, two points of it. There's uh, what management needs to look at and what the individuals and their peers need to look at. Cause it's, it's different mm-hmm. um, for a manager at a management perspective. If you do as a manager, you do need to be aware of that side, the mental and the phys- physical health and being. Cause at the end of the day, um, if they're stressed out, they're not going to perform as well for your, for you. And so if you notice that you've worked long hours, they've been, or they've been working long hours and they've been seeming stressed out, have, have them take a day. Like my, my last incident response at the end of it, my supervisor was like, Hey, pick a day off next week, take it off, make up for those that's long awesome. hours. And mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. Like, to just to be able to have that like, okay. Cause I'm, I am absolutely the type of person. If no one tells me to take time off, I'll keep working. I constantly researching when I'm home. So it's just, it's a very much an ongoing thing, but yes, uh, m- watch it. If you see them s- stressful, uh, find a way to take time out. Um, every, every company, if they're truly serious about the well being of their employees should be like, you know what, we can give them some time. It's, yeah. A couple hundred dollars that you're paying for that PTO that you're not taking from their bank. It's worth it if they can constantly produce a hundred percent when they're back. Um, so that's definitely a thing to look for. Um, 
like uh, give them like if let's say uh, they see a therapist and that's going we'll get to that on when we talk about at the individual level like make sure they have time to do that um, so that they because some people therapists usually only are only available like eight to five and it's usually the work hours and mm-hmm. most don't do weekends unfortunately right. some do but most don't um, so make sure they have that time to do that so that because at the end it's one hour the company can afford it and all it does is make your pe- people better one they it helps them respect your company respect management and they will automatically work harder if they feel like you truly have their back and their will that you care about their well-being they will work harder for you mm-hmm. so yeah no that makes perfect sense um so let's get into the individual aspect okay. of it so individually um at, for like you're the person that's feeling all this. You're the person that feels anxiety, person that feels stress, burnout. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it seems so simplified to say, go talk to someone. Cause that's much, very e- much easier said than done. Um, th- 10 years ago, even it was, you almost felt ostracized if you admitted you had mental health issues. We've come a long way as a society mm-hmm. and in the cybersecurity industry as a whole, uh, it's more acceptable, acceptable to talk about it now. Um, but even then it's still hard to admit it at first, like, Hey, I, I'm dealing with this. Um, but my recommendation is absolutely go. If you don't feel like you can talk to friends, go see a therapist. It's not a bad thing. It's all, all it's going to do is help you prove. Yes. It might be hard to find the right one. Um, I talked to a few before I found the one I see now and, um, it's, but it's been so beneficial, like to, have them say like see the, uh, their side of things because you're always going to be have a bias. You're always going to be blinded, and sometimes you're all, when you're only constantly thinking negative thoughts, having that imposter syndrome, that it uh, you don't see it from someone else's perspective, and they are there to give you their perspective, and to also help you give you ideas on how to resolve things. Even if it's as simple as take some time from the computer screen from everything, all that surrounding, all the information that's constantly bombarding you and just think of a few things that are positive. Yeah. And so um, definitely that's one big thing. Um, if you have a friend that you can talk to, that's works just as well. Um, even if they're not trained, um, just having some, someone that's willing to listen um, because sometimes even just saying out loud can be enough to uh, relieve it a bit. Um, those are the those are the two big things at individual F, uh, level. Uh, if you're a peer of that person, mm-hmm. um, sometimes even it asking them like, "Hey, is everything okay? Uh, are you okay?" or something like that. Um, even if they say, "Yeah, I'm fine," I and because I know I'm guilty of that. That's what I would usually say, even <laughs> if I wasn't in a great mm-hmm. state. Um, but at least I was like, and my mind's like, well, at least they care. So yeah, they're at least asking. Yeah. And that's, uh, it lets me know I have some support, even if I'm not going to necessarily talk to him about it per se, it, it is something, um, yeah, keeping well being or, um, if I'm a peer and I see someone stressed out, I'll be like, Hey, is there any type of work I can help you with? Make sure, mm-hmm. uh, without directly going, uh, like, are you okay? And it's cause some people just don't, might not like being asked constantly, right. but it's like, Hey, is there something I can help you with? Like work wise, you need me to, uh, like for a pen test or for an IR, you want me to take a look at the seam and see what I can find. Mm-hmm. And they like, sure. Cause most people will accept the help. Even, uh, they'll take whatever they can get. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, if you're, if you're peers, then you're on the same team, right? Correct. You want to help them out so that way one day, if maybe you're feeling overloaded, they can do the same for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, and it's a two way thing. Like even, uh, when you're the person that's experiencing it, like, am I going to talk to my coworkers about it? Probably not. That's, uh, I, I have friends for that. I have that. I have respect. I have a therapist, but, um, like just be willing to find, especially I'm loaded with so much work and I realize I'm time crunched being like, Hey, can you help me with this? And that asking for help is probably one of the hardest things, especially in our industry, because we're, I'm going to say judge is not, maybe not the right word, but kind of is when I really think about it, we're judged by our accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the hacker community, back in the day, cred mattered. I mean, what did you do? Mm-hmm. What zero days have you found, et cetera? What def- have you defended systems? What systems have you hacked and all that? I mean, it goes back to the competitive aspect yes. of it all. It is a very, very competitive field. Even with the amount of job openings there are, it's still even just not just getting the job, but what are you accomplishing? And that just mm-hmm. adds back to the stress level. But your team be able to being able to like, Hey, can you help Can you take some time and look at this for me? Make sure I'm not missing something. Yeah. Um, it seems simplistic. It seems trivial almost. Um, but it, having a little bit of help and be willing to put, go that part portion. Cause when you're a team anyways, you uh, you should be willing to ask for help. Mm-hmm. That's how a team works too. It's not just someone uh, asking you if they can help you. It's both ways. That's not meant to sound like, antagonistic it's uh because uh when you're going through all that you might think like wouldn't that be very hard just to go to someone it may be but instead of i think it's easier to go about hey can you help me with this piece of work than it is hey i'm stressed out yeah and admitting to something like that yeah having a more kind of like a tangible something that someone can say an easy yes or no to absolutely very helpful yeah, so that's where I, I think that's where the starting line is. And it gets much more complex. There's things because everyone's different. Um, I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I cannot diagnose anyone. I know what I've been diagnosed as. I know what I experience, and I can only speak to what I experience. So I can understand, and I'm always willing to listen. And there's tons of people out there that aren't trained, but they're willing to listen. And so just mm-hmm. finding those people, having a few of those in your life can uh, – be a huge thing. Um, it's definitely has helped me personally, uh, go through things. Cause I've been at the breaking point before in past jobs where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this another day. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel stuck. I feel just so much pressure. I'm working long hours and just, uh, taking that I eventually came to that realization. Like I need someone I need to talk to. Cause if I don't, I'm not going to last. Yeah. And that's when I made the steps like, I uh, talked to a friend's like to help me find a therapist and just, and like I said that my situation is different from everyone else's. I don't know what their situation is like, and maybe they don't have someone that can help them do that. But, um, that's the beauty of the internet. You can Google anything. Yes. And it's, <laughs> that sounds probably like the whole, Oh, what, what should I do? It's like, have you Googled it? It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a joke we make, but, or let me Google that for you. Yeah. Right. But, no, <laughs> there's a lot there. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm start looking at there's a few websites and I feel horrible cause it's going past me. Like psychology today, I think is one mm-hmm. that has like t- lists like different psych- psychiatrists, psychologists and therapists and find one, read their bios. You'll, you'll find people that, okay, I think I can talk to them or at least 
I can explore them mm-hmm. and set that up or something. That's where I would go to start out. Um, yeah. For managers, uh, be more attentive. Um, it's not just about numbers. It's not just about how many viruses we got rid of or blocked, how many attacks we stopped. Be aware of their of their state of uh, personality. Like when you when you did the initial interviews and you hired this person, you should have gotten the baseline. Might be highly elevated because I was definitely feeling anxiety during my interviews. Oh yeah. <laughs> but get like the first few weeks, once that initial edge, you'll eventually get their normal personality. Memorize that pretty much. You should know by at that point. It's like okay, this is the baseline, and think of it in a cybersecurity way. Uh, when we are there's a, a way we detect viruses or malicious attacks is by taking a baseline's behavioral. Um, and it's not just for machines, it's people too. Mm-hmm. And when something de- uh, deviates from that baseline, something's up and you should probably at least need to be more attentive to that person or try to figure out what's going on. Because if you don't and you wait too long, they're either going to quit, um, they're going to have negative work or possibly something much worse. Yeah. So just want to be attentive and uh, that's, that's a huge thing. Awesome. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to address? Uh, no, I think that's about it that I had. Very good. All right. Callan, thank you so much for joining me on the episode. No, thank you for having me.